Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is probably true. Please be aware that the following contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I bloody hate Christmas music. It is so happy and twee and smug and fucking pleased with itself. It grates like a Brillo pad on a bell end. I'm off to a good start, aren't I? I should probably clarify. I don't hate Christmas. Well, not all of it. Just Christmas music. It can fuck right off as far as I'm concerned. Although, I'm not huge on Christmas generally, as you've probably (laughs) gathered by now. Not even a minute in. And already I'm swearing about how much I hate Christmas, so fucking fantastic start. Well done, babes. Crashing on. I have, in the past, done entire episodes about how winter generally is not great for me. Turns out I'm solar-powered. If you take away my extreme good looks and these cracking tits, I'm basically just a houseplant. A really weird, fucked-up houseplant, but uh, still. On top of my stupid need for sunlight, while living in a country that thinks blue skies are something that only happens to foreigners and therefore shouldn't be trusted because they're foreign and wrong, Christmas. I mean, if you look at the world in general, it's all a bit shit, isn't it? And then Christmas just makes everything a bit worse. Especially if you're alone, single, away from your chosen family, stuck with relatives who insist on using your dead name, or don't like you talking about your significant other, etc. That's when the Christmas music really starts to grate, because, oh, it's the most happiest time of the year! (laughs) It can really get you down, and it can turn what is a general kind of mild loneliness and, and malaise, weariness at the world, into something a lot heavier and harder to deal with. It's a lot like that time I tried tinted moisturiser. Doesn't take much before suddenly everything's a lot darker than you expected. The worst bits, for me, I think, are the traditional social obligations that come with Christmas. Usually like Christmas parties, but work Christmas parties, you know the ones you have to go to, or enforced family gatherings, because you have to, because it's tradition. I'm not great at social situations anyway. My spicy brain finds small talk and just generally fitting in quite difficult at times. It can be quite exhausting just to exist around boring people. For me, the small talk in the office kitchen or by the printer or anything like that is quite draining and it's a lot of effort to get through those conversations with people, which is then made worse when after eight hours of sitting in an office together, we then have to go out to the work Christmas party. And it's like, oh good, you again. What's new? Nothing? No, because we spend all our fucking time together. The very first one of these I went to was on a boat. And when I say boat, immediately you start to think of like a yacht in the Mediterranean. Or maybe a paddleboat steamer kind of thing drifting lazily down the Mississippi. You know, that kind of thing. And that might be kind of fun. This was not that. This was smaller. Much smaller, in fact. Think the watery equivalent of those beer bikes that you see hen parties peddling around town from one bar to the next. Like that, but on the water. And the thing about boats, 
right, is that you have to be very, very sure that you want to be on one before you get on one. Because once you're away from the dock, you're stuck. This is a lesson I learned over five hours one fateful night in London a few years ago. Imagine, if you will, come with me on this little journey. Imagine a porter cabin floating down the Thames, blasting Feed the World at a ridiculously high volume and selling overpriced Prosecco to the Woo Girls. The only real escape on this particular trip was the open-air observation deck, or the roof, as it would have been called in any other situation. And I can see how it might be nice to go up there and have a ciggy, possibly even romantic if you're with a loved one and you're taking in the sights of the city as the sun sets and you can snuggle up together and maybe have a a cheeky puff on the devil's lettuce while you watch the sunset and enjoy each other's company. Unfortunately, none of that was how it shook out because it was in December and it was pissing down. Honestly, by the end of the night, I was ready to jump in the river and take my chances with freezing to death or drowning or something. The only thing that stopped me was that I didn't want to die with mistletoe and wine stuck in my head. If you do have to go to Christmas parties and things like that around this time of year, here's a pro tip. Go easy on the boozing. It is possible, but not very likely, that you will get so drunk and make a tit of yourself, but everyone else will be so drunk that they don't notice. What's a lot more likely is that you'll end up getting called in for a little chat with HR, theoretically, possibly for example. Anyway, I do get sick this time of year of hearing, Christmas is a time for the family, everyone's happy and coming together, it's a loving time, and all that guff. It's all very well if you have a family, and you like them, and they like you, and they accept you for who you are. It's a bit of a different story if you have to hide parts of who you are just to get through the flipping holidays. We all choose our families. That's how it works. And... If yours aren't supporting you no matter what and accepting you for who you are and instead forcing you to be who they think you should be or who they remember you being because that's the only version of you that they're comfortable with, it might be time to get another family. Awkward to hear, hard to do, I know. And lots of people are like, oh, but they're your flesh and blood, they raised you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, your appendix is your flesh and blood too, but when it starts threatening your well-being, you have to cut it out and move on without it. I'm very lucky, and I know I am, and I I do my best to remember that how lucky I am that I actually love my birth family, and they love me too. My mother has a Christmas tradition of coming into my room and jumping on my bed shouting, he's been, he's been, at 7am on Christmas morning. This is her getting revenge for all the times me and my brother used to wake up at 5am and wake the entire house up because we wanted to go and open our presents super early and there's no way we were staying in bed until a reasonable hour because we were kids. I don't tend to hook up much when I'm at my parents because they want to know where I am. It's always awkward having to go, I'm just going for a walk by myself for a couple of hours alone. It doesn't help that they live in the countryside and I don't drive, so I can't really get to people anyway. I go from the big city to like the countryside where my parents live and all of the grinder shags go from being metres away to being miles away. And it would be very awkward to get a lift to a shag from my mum. Especially since I'm going to need a lift home again afterwards and it seems a waste to make her drive all the way there, then all the way home, then have to come back and pick me up. 
But at the same time, knowing that she was sat outside with a Sudoku book and some tea in a thermos would probably put me off my stride. So no sexy times at Christmas, which can also be really quite frustrating because my mum lives alone and so there's no locks on any of the doors in her house, which means it's very difficult to have any time to myself. If I stay there more than a week, they come up like coconuts, I tell you that. Anyway, (laughs) here's a Christmas tip. However low and lonely and miserable you get, don't text your ex. Even if you're just going to say Merry Christmas, because you and I both know that you're not just saying Merry Christmas. You're hoping there's going to be a chance that the two of you might strike up a conversation and they'll realise what a catch you are and how much they enjoy chatting with you and wonder why they ever stopped and maybe things will spark up again and you can have another go and get things right this time. And speaking as someone who has tried this tactic literally hundreds of times, it does not work. Chances are, if they liked having those conversations with you, they'd still be having them. Christmas or not. So, don't put yourself through that. It's not worth it, especially at Christmas. Besides, being single at Christmas doesn't mean you've failed. It's okay to be single at... Well, it's okay to be single all year round, let alone at Christmas. But it does make things a little harder, I know. Try not to let all of the... Christmas romantic comedies and all the adverts about loved ones and spending special time together and all that. Try not to let it get you down. It's not always easy, and I struggle with it sometimes too, but I hope that this will be a bit of a reminder for you that it's okay. You'll manage. And on top of all that, with all the fucking Christmas music going on about being happy and jolly and how this is the best time of the year, and especially when you look outside and realise everything's a bit shit right now, It can be a grind and it can be worse when you feel like you're not doing Christmas right because you're not feeling happy and jolly and merry. And it is all right to not be happy and jolly and merry. Things don't magically get better just because there's a tree in the room or because you're wearing silly Christmas clothes. Shit doesn't magically get better just because the year's coming to an end. This isn't a TV show where everything's wrapped up nice by the end of the episode in time for the next one. Life doesn't work like that. How life does work is that we all get miserable sometimes. It's worse when it coincides with the commercialised gluttony of Christmas and all of that. And that's still okay. Sometimes just getting through the day to the next day is the biggest thing. And however dark and hopeless things seem right now, hold on. It's going to start getting lighter again soon. In fact, if you're listening to this after the 21st of December, it's already getting lighter again. You made it past the darkest day, and you're still here, and the days are getting longer. And sometimes just getting through it is enough. Feels like just surviving isn't something that we should celebrate. We should be celebrating more than that, but sometimes just surviving is enough. Just waking up the next day and going, this again. Okay, let's do it. And that's hard, I know. It gets easier as the days get lighter. And if you are struggling through the long dark, you're welcome to come and join us. Just today, I've started a little challenge where every day I post or mention one thing that they find beautiful or that brings them joy so that we can share all those things between us. Just looking at things that bring us joy and hope. That sounds like something you'd like. You're welcome to come join us. There's a link in the show notes. So have a Christmas. And don't beat yourself up if it's not merry. Remember to be gentle with yourself. And remember that these dark days will get lighter. 
And most importantly, always remember that we are none of us alone. That was Probably True, the LGBTQ plus storytelling project created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you liked it, then join the Patreon. Or just tell all your friends. If you didn't like it, tell me. Come at me, bro. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.